It's nighttime on the internet. A hotel manager searches Amazon for crystal figurines of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. A black cat skypes a bunch of racket. Everything David Lynch does is found amusing by a very small group of people. It's time for the Pod F Tompcast. Welcome to the Pod F Tomcast, an audiophonic collection of comedy-type ramblings and bitlets offered freely to a trusting, uncynical public, presided over by your master of ceremonies, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. The Pod F. Tomcast, episode six. Good evening to you. It's me, Paul F. Tompkins. And it is nighttime on the internet once again. And this is episode six of the Pod F. Tomcast. And I say hello to each and every one of you who is listening. Now, when I say that, I do picture myself saying hello to a bunch of people, individuals, one by one by one by one. And it is kind of a hassle. I mean, just in terms of shoe leather, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the traveling. It's, uh, it's a lot of work. And it's delaying the rest of the content of the podcast. If we're being honest adults with each other, which I hope we are. Let's not play these games, you guys. Let's not do that, all right? Let's not be passive-aggressive. Let's either be passive or be aggressive. Now, I know how to be aggressive. That is not up for debate. I'm an aggressive person. I'm not aggro. I'm more old-school about it. I think I'm just aggressive in my sales techniques. Um, when I meet people, I come on too strong. Um, I fly into blind rages and I twist people's necks. <laughs> now that is aggressive. That's what people say. Onlookers, not the people whose necks are getting twisted. <laughs> they are not saying a whole heck of a lot. Gurgle, a lot of that. But passers-by, they'll say, hmm, that seemed aggressive. And then usually somebody... Another passerby will say, seemed aggressive. And then the first passerby will say, I was kind of underplaying it to make my point. The second passerby will say, hmm, you realize you just saw a murder. (laughs) At that point, I will turn around and I say, do you guys mind? Could you give me a moment here? I just killed somebody. Now, I'm not saying it's harder on me than it is on the guy that I just killed, but that doesn't mean it's easy for me. It's a traumatic thing to kill somebody. I'm not a, 
I'm not a murderer. I'm not a psychopath. I just flew into a blind rage. <laughs> that does make me sound like a murderer, psychopath. I flew into a blind rage and I twisted somebody's neck. Yeah, it's looking pretty bad. Hey, good call, passersby. I wish you two could get along better, or that one of you would twist the other one's neck. <laughs> By the way, I'm throwing that phrase around with liberal abandon, and I don't know that it's a thing that people even say. <laughs> His neck was twisted. Looks like this guy got a twisted neck. Forgive my sniffles. I'm a little under the weather. Am I? I don't know. I felt it happen just suddenly the moment we started recording this podcast. Listen, you didn't download this thing and start listening to hear me talk about my troubles. You are listening to this for fun. That's what this is all about. The podcast is about fun. That's why I named it the Pod F Tompcast. That's a fun name. It's kicky and flirty. Right? Isn't it? Right. Look. Look. Welcome to episode six. We have uh, a lot of fun stuff. We have another call with uh, our dear friend Jen Kirkman. Uh, we have a fantastical live clip of a sketch from the Paul F. Tompkins show, my variety show that I do here in Los Angeles. We have uh, information on when I will be coming to your town. Just one town this time, so that uh, that limits it. Like, if you think... If you live in a town where you're pretty sure I'm not coming, you're probably not going to be surprised that I'm not coming to your town. Like, if it seems iffy, if you find yourself thinking to yourself... I bet he's not coming here. Nobody ever comes here. This place sucks. I hate my family. Shut up, Dad! I'm gonna make something of myself, you'll see. I'm never coming back to this place again. Like, if that's what you're thinking, then I'm, I'm not coming to where you live. But if you're thinking... Well, I don't want to give it away. But if you're thinking... Oh. Some video games have been set in my city. <laughs> Here on the West Coast. Man. Chances are good that I'm coming to your town. Look, I don't want to give away too much. Give away too much? Why am I acting like that is some... <laughs> magical segment... Please do not reveal to your friends the dramatic <laughs> announcement of the city where I'm performing. Call an usher if you should feel faint. And we also have another installment of the Great Undiscovered Project. Last time, the cake boss called his old friend, street artist, and Banksy protege, Mr. Brainwash. Now Mr. Brainwash has picked up the phone. And he's called someone. 
But whom did Mr. Brainwash call? We may never know the answer if we turn off the podcast right now. But we're not going to do that, right? I'm not. Yeah, I listened to it. I listened to it myself. Why wouldn't I? Listen, I'm making myself laugh in the moment right now. You think I don't make myself laugh after the fact? When I hear back the crazy nonsense I said in the moment? It's like I get to hear it all for the first time. For the second time. Anyway. Let's check in now. With our Cuckoo Brains friends. See where they are. On the great undiscovered project. Here it goes. In the recent past, a group of creative giants collaborated on an epic artistic endeavor. Shrouded in secrecy, the project was hidden away by the very geniuses that brought it to life. The Pod F Tomcast has obtained a series of phone calls recorded by an unknown party that tell the tale of this venture's initiation and subsequent abandonment. This is the story of The Great Undiscovered Project. Previously on The Great Undiscovered Project. It's me, Ice-T. This is Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's me, John C. Riley. Buddy, it's me, Gary Marshall. It's me, the Cake Boss. This is Mr. Brainwash. future friend. There's no beep. Uh, Hello, John. This is Mr. Brainwash. I am calling to the... Oh, hi. Oh, man, What's wrong, Brainy? Oh, John, I, I thought I was talking to a voicemail. No, Brainy, no. I've done away with my voicemail altogether. I'm living in the telephonic moment and I couldn't be happier. Well, good. Now, Brainy, to what do I owe the absolute pleasure of your call? Tell Gogo all about it. Ah, uh, my friend Gogo, I have been offered the chance to act in a film, and What? I a film? Acting? You? Now, no offense, Brainy, but that's not exactly your field, is it? Well, of course not, Gogo. This is why I have come to you. Oh, my dear French friend, forgive my fleeting jealousy. Yes, of course, I'll take the job. For you. Just have the producers call my agent and we'll straighten this out in no time. No, Gogo, I... Better yet, have them call me directly. All the better to dive into the creative process. Gogo, no. It is a friend who has done a favor for me. I have fallen on a hard time, and he does this for me so I can earn some money. And I call you for help in to coach me for an acting. Oh. Oh, I see. Very well, Brainy. I'm happy to help you in any way I can. Even though I wasn't asked to participate in the picture, I still believe in doing what's best to facilitate art. No matter what it takes. Uh... Then you will help me? Of course. Oh, okay. Because you say things that sound positive, but your voice sounds negative and scary to me. Good old brainwash. Always so clever. 
Uh, Gogo, you are doing it again. You sound like a scary person who say a nice thing. Brainy, I assure you, I want to help. Why don't you come to my place this week and we'll go over the basics. Posture, tongue twisters, crying, and yelling! Well, it may have to be next week, uh, due to my blood now being 77% glue. What? Oh, Brainy, I had no idea. Is there anything I can do for you? Uh, soup and magazines? No. No, my friend. All I will ask of you is patience, like all you have, because it will take me a long time to get to your house. Well, how long? Sick of a ridiculous amount of time it would take to travel from my home to yours. Then add an absurd amount of time on top of that, and then imagine an amount of time that is so impossible that you shame your own imagination. Well, why don't I just come over to your place? Only... Uh, here we go. Now, Brainy, I'm not being unreasonable. Your place is an absolute disaster area with all that paint and glue and such covering everything. And I mean, what if I'm wearing suede? Gogo, I will have my wife clear a space for us in the garage and have myself wheeled in there on the day you come to teach. I will be over in the corner ready to learn these actings you will teach me. Perfect! Oh, Brainy, I promise I'll make you into a regular John Wilkes booth. Uh, the fellow who assassinated President Lincoln from the $5 money? No. Oh, well, he was also a fine actor. You could not name a different actor, one who did not assassinate anyone? Well, look, he was the first great actor who popped into my head. Let's not make a federal case out of it. I don't think people today judge him as harshly as they did back then. I think they might. You've made your point, Brainwash. Let's agree to disagree. Okay, okay, please. Do not make your scary voice at me. Can you come over in two days? That will give me enough time to hang up the phone. Fine, fine. And, uh, Brady, who did you say was putting this fun little project together? Actuellement, I do not know. Uh, I hear about it from the cake boss. Uh, he hear about it from Gary Marshall. I think he hear about it from John C. Riley. Uh, that's all I know. I do not know who started this ball rolling. Oh, that's all right. I, I've got a couple of ideas. Thanks, Brady. I should run. I've got another call to make. Merci, my friend. I will see you in two days' time. I will be the very lifelike statue on the hand truck in the corner. Please show away any pigeons who take me for a monument to myself. Now, don't be dramatic, old friend. At least, not until I've taught you how. Will yelling really be that big a part of it? The biggest! Okay. Until then, bonsoir. Bonsoir, Mr. Brainwash. Be seeing you soon. Scaly voice. Sorry, didn't mean it that time. Ta-ta! Oh, boy. John, let's go now. This is not... Mm. This is a little sinister sounding. He's a lovely man, John. Let's go. I've actually shared a stage with him. It's true. I would, I would, uh, Your Honor, I would direct the listeners to the podcast Doug Loves Movies from October 1st, 2010. Paul F. Tompkins appeared on the podcast with the aforementioned Mr. Lithgow, another comedian named Jimmy Pardo. That was a fun thing. He was a nice guy. I hope 
he hears this, he's not mad about it. <laughs> I don't want anybody to get mad about the characters on this show. Come on. Just kidding around. I'm not saying anybody's really like what they're like on this thing. Boy, I didn't think I'd have to say that. And you know what? I didn't, because no one has given me a hard time. <laughs> so, uh, I was right to, th to not think that. Hmm. Now, if you remember, sharp-eared listeners will recall that I promised to sketch from my live variety show, The Paul F. Tompkins Show, that I do here at Largo at the Coronet Theater in West Hollywood, California. And, and this particular sketch, I got to work with one of my all-time favorites, Maya Rudolph. I love her to pieces, pieces. That's how powerful my love is. It reduced a human being to her component parts. Yeah, sorry, everybody. I destroyed Maya Rudolph with my love. The sketch also features Bob Odenkirk, with whom I worked, under whom I worked, on Mr. Show. I made it, first I made it sound like we were just colleagues. But uh, his name was in the title of Mr. Show with Bob and David. <laughs> the name Paul was not in there at all. But my old boss came into the sketch with me. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, and that night, he told me that his children listened to the podcast. The Odenkirk children, they listened to the Pod F. Tomcast. And to them, I would just like to say, Hello, children. Oh, I'm sorry. I had a tickle in my throat. I hope that wasn't terrifying. Well, this is a sketch that is one of my favorites. It is based on a crazy thing. So listen, won't you? Listen without prejudice. As George Michael's sports machine advised us to do many, many years ago. Freedom. Pink Cadillac. <laughs> Here's the sketch. Ladies and gentlemen, recently, friend of mine by the name of Roland Jones emailed me a link to a website for a place called the Mulligan Family Fun Center. It's the kind of complex that has mini golf and paddle boats and batting cages, stuff like that that I don't like. As their name suggests, they have fun for the whole family if your family doesn't include me. What they also have is an inappropriately aggressive jingle that plays at top volume on their website. It goes like this. Fun for the kids and the kid and you. Mulligan Family Fun Center. Family experience is one of a kind. Great for the kids and parents, peace of mind. Where safety comes first and fun's in our name. Visit us today. You may Kids and the kid and you, Mulligan Family Fun Center. 
day the Mulligan Torrance people arrive at this number as the ambassador to the ears of potential customers. My old reporter's instincts kicked in. There must be a story here. And it turns out, there wasn't. So I made one up. So now, without further ado, I present to you the story of the Mulligan Torrance Family Fun Center jingle. friends. It's me, Chet Mulligan. I just wanted to remind you that the Mulligan Family Fun Center is still open for business, if you have some spare time and nothing better to do. At Mulligan Family Fun Center, we understand that you and your family lead busy lives, and you probably have all sorts of things to do already. But if you're just flat out bored sometime, if it's no trouble, won't you consider coming to our modest wonderland of fun? Scripture forbids boasting, but... I hope you will allow me to suggest that if you enjoy jungle-type gyms and pinballing and the newfangled laser gun tag from the future, well... We have all of those things at the Mulligan Family Fun Center. I'm not trying to say we're better than other places because we have so many things just trying to point out that it might be convenient for you if your family all have different interests. Now that sounds like I'm saying you can't control your family, that they're a bunch of wild animals that have no respect for your parental authority. Oh dear, there's probably no way you'll ever come here now. Please forgive me. Oh hubris. If you could ever find it in your heart, and I shan't blame you if you couldn't, to set foot in my pathetic excuse for a family fun center. I promise you I will try my level best to show you and your wonderful family a good time. You'll probably hate it. Chet, uh, can we wrap it up? Oh, is it, is it running long, Breezy? Just wrap it up. I, I do beg your pardon, Breezy. Very well, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> Fun for the kid and the kid in you. Mulligan family, fun center. Sorry, sorry for the commercial. <laughs> How was that, Breezy? How was, was that good? Was that a good commercial jingle that I just recorded? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm coming in the booth. Oh, unprecedented. This has never happened. <laughs> Hello, Breezy. Never seen you in the booth before. This is exciting. How, how was the jingle? Was it not, was it not apologetic enough? <laughs> I think it was. But I think it was the most apologetic jingle I may have ever heard in the history of the world. I, I only wish somebody from the Guinness Book would have been here to witness it, make it official. But, Rules are rules, you know. Don't get me sidetracked, Chet. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Breezy. Yeah. Look, Chet, you've known me a long time. Breezy. <laughs> Breezy. The Breezemeister. That is you. Breezer. Mr. Mr. I've been recording jingles for a better part of four decades. I'm an old jingle slinger from way back. And in all my 
time behind the knobs and sliders, I don't think I've ever heard a less effective jingle than the ones that you record for your family fun center. Can I, can I ask you a question? Oh, Breezy, I'm an open book to you. How many people have visited this fun center you got? Since we started? Yeah. 40 years ago? Sure. 200. <laughs> Disraeli jars. <laughs> if it simply must be contained, you simply must contain it, Disraeli jar. Oh, oh, oh. Brava, brava. Foreign cheers for you. That's, that's simply wonderful to, to think I, I once marched to keep women from singing jingles. <laughs> Look, we were, we were all on the wrong side of that one. come to your family fun fairground land, don't you? Oh, yes, yes, if it's not too much trouble, of course. No, no, Chet, no, listen, I heard you talking about scripture earlier. I've been to church, you know, one or two times myself. Didn't take. Oh, but I do love those candles. Remember they got candles there? Candles are nice. They're nice. I hung around there for a bit, you know, just to see if anything would seep in. One thing did from scripture, and it was this. Never hide your light under a bushel. You hear that? You hear that? You listen to her. Think about it. She, she has got the wisdom of feminine agnosticism. Now, Chet, tell me about your family fun park. Tell me. Oh, well, um, it's, it's fun for the kids. Fun for the kids, right, right, right. And, uh, and how do they get there? Oh, well, their parents bring them. Uh, by parents, I mean their mothers and their fathers. <laughs> I, I know the word parents, honey. What else? Oh, we have a, we have a perfect safety record. Oh. That's true. Now, nobody's ever died there, except by their own hand. <laughs> she was a lovely woman, Breezy. Yeah, my wife! <laughs> Chet, baby, listen, listen. You have so many things to be proud of. That park is fun for the kids. And fun for their parents, Chet. And, and, and nobody gets hurt there, unless they want to. That does sound like fun. It does. It does. 
It sounds like something to sing about. Breezy, get your ass back in that booth and grab that steering wheel. There's a tsunami of song coming about to crush us. For my dead wife. Are we ready, fellas? Hit it, fellas, as soon as you can. people how to play skee-ball <laughs> and then uh, I don't know people start pushing him around turns into the Hulk and he wrecks the skee-ball machine and they try to teach everybody to play <laughs> there's a weird episode of the Hulk where he tried to teach everybody how to play carnival games he's getting really frustrated I think he even turned into the Hulk just because he got frustrated that game with the uh, and you toss the ball into the goldfish bowls it's all rigged and Dr. David Banner knows it he still thought he could beat the system mm. and they say the Hulk is the stupid one it's a sucker born every minute Dr. David Banner there is a sucker born every minute Happy birthday. <laughs> it felt good to unload on that guy, on that character, from that TV show. It made me feel like a big man. <laughs> you know who does make me feel like a big man? A good friend of mine who's love, support, and care make me feel like I'm 100 feet tall. And that is my friend, Jen Kirkman, the hilarious comedian. 
I had a chance to chat with her about a topic near and dear to all of our swollen brains. Hangovers. I thought it was appropriate. Given the date this is uploading, I think you'll agree. I don't know why I'm talking to you as if I am angry. I am not. I like you. Even though I do not know who you are. You are a stranger to me. Jen is not a stranger to me. She's a dear friend. And we had a good chat. And a little update. If you remember last episode, Jen vowed she would not be fat for Christmas. <laughs> and I am pleased to tell you she was not fat for Christmas. She reached her goal weight of being able to fit into a particular pair of pants, she told me. <laughs> like an old pair of pants she had worn in a couple years, I think she said. And she did it, man. She did it. I saw the other night. She looks dynamite. She looks like a million bucks. When she sets her mind to doing something, she does it. Like talk on the phone with me. That was one of her goals in her goal journal. I tried to get her to call it a gurnal. And I have to admit, she wisely refused. I see that now. It was a different time and I was a different person, I think, when I suggested calling a goal journal a gurnal. I mean, I look, I wouldn't dream of doing something like that today. I think we were all a little crazy back then. Uh, this world... The world is too much with us. As somebody said in a high school commencement speech that I once attended as a high schooler who was graduating from high school. I wonder who that person was and if they're still alive or if they are dead or if they have become a ghost or if they are immortal and cannot ever die and therefore never become a ghost. <laughs> that is a perk, I guess, of being immortal. Is that you're guaranteed not to become some angry ghost who has unfinished business on Earth. But then if you're immortal, you are all about unfinished business. Like, it never ends. Ooh, everybody always wants something from you. Even people who don't know you're immortal, they're just like, oh, you're still here, huh? <laughs> that's how, yeah, I mean, you know, that's how they would treat you. Like a hundred years after your hundredth birthday, somebody would say, oh, you're still hanging around? Well, would you mind uh, carrying these boxes for me? Whew, I'm a little punchy, ladies and gentlemen. It is... It is late as we were recording this. <laughs> Trying to get it done before we go. We both go out of town to different places, Evan and I. We don't go to the same place. Look, we don't... I know everybody wants us to live in some big house like the monkeys. Me and Evan and another me and another Evan. But no. We live separate lives. 
and Ebbett has no right to ask me how I feel. So here is my call with Jen Kirkman. Please do enjoy it. Please do not not enjoy it. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Southie, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> Was that, were you doing like a, a noisemaker horn? Yeah, did it sound like that? It really, I, I gotta say, it was really good. Oh, good. Maybe this is like a new thing for me. Oh, have you not, you, uh, do you not usually I've do never, a bunch of noises? I've never done a sound effect in, in show business or in life. And uh, my first try, nailed it. <laughs> I think I Can think I you try should it pursue- again? Yes, please. <laughs> it was just as good. Oh. The the finish was maybe not as good. The finish sounded more like a human being or a ghost. <laughs> you know why? Because I didn't have confidence that it had gone well. Oh, so there you go. There you go. And also yeah. because you are you are a human being. I am not a noisemaker. Although my husband might say different. Whoa, you are on <laughs> fire this year. I thought I would uh, I would talk today with you about hangovers because many people <laughs> will be hungover today. And, for, and I gotta say, for many people, this is this is probably all they're about able to do is to listen to a thing like this today. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's all they're able to do if that even if they can drag their stupid hands over. To the computer. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you had a visceral reaction to that. I'm just thinking of the people. Oh, it's true. So now you mm-hmm. have participated in a couple of the uh, the drunk histories. Uh, and if people, yeah. are, if people are not familiar with drunk history, please go search that on YouTube and watch it. Um, the, it's a hilarious series where people actually get drunk and they uh, recount a famous uh, historical story and people act it out as it is narrated by someone who is very, very drunk. Um, and you were yeah. uh, one of the very first people to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you've done two of them, yes? Two of them. Uh, the second one I did was actually aired on TV on HBO and it won a jury prize at Sundance, and then now it lives on uh, YouTube or Funny or Die. It has uh, Don Cheadle and Will Ferrell in it. So the, the, uh, the idea of the thing is you as the narrator, as the person who's telling the story from history, you get very drunk, and then you tell your story. Yeah. Now, the thing that they don't talk about, because people have thrown up on this thing, they're in an awful state. Nobody ever talks about the next day what that is like. And thank you for bringing it up, because you're right. You are kind of abandoned. <laughs> All funny the night before. And then no one's around the next day. Now, is anybody else, did, does anybody else drink while you are drinking? You are the only person drinking. Yeah, I mean, Derek and Jeremy, the co-creators, um, they might, you know, we take some breaks during filming. They'll have a glass of whatever, but they're working. So, no, they don't yes. get drunk at all. <laughs> and they're driving. I'm in the comfortable position of being at home so right you know no no one it, you're the only drunk person which must be so weird yeah for everyone else now that i'm thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> so now please tell us what was that next day like well 
the first drunk history, I had a bad hangover. The second one, I really didn't because I paced myself so well that actually, and I ate an entire pizza before I went to bed. That always helped for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I woke up the next day from doing the second drunk history going, oh, I don't think I, I didn't get drunk. They, I just told a story. So boring. I had to call Derek and apologize. And then my husband was like, Matt. It's not true. So <laughs> I, I had just blacked out, but there really wasn't a hangover. But the first one I did, you know, it, it's just that kind of drinking where you're not eating. Mm-hmm. You're, you're having things like too much. Who has like eight glasses of wine? That's not normal normally, unless you're like in Italy eating or something. <laughs> I've never been to Italy, but I, I assume that and they drink those, probably put eight. They, they drink those little glasses in Italy. Yes, those tiny ones, and George yeah. Clooney's there, and yes, of course, it's totally different, socially acceptable. Julius Caesar. So anyway, so the next, the next morning, I wake up, and it's like, it's almost like, have you ever been dumped and you forget first thing in the morning, and you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, oh, that is awful. <laughs> that just sent like a wave of just misery through me. Sorry, and I was just, everything was going crazy. My my, sorry, my husband just walked in and distracted me by pointing at me and going, Sophie, it's really weird. <laughs> like he, that's like he recognized you from the podcast. Yeah, because I told him I was recording with you and it's like, you know, when he came home that uh, I'd be on the phone and then I, I was totally distracted. Um, anyway, oh, so I woke up feeling sick i could feel like i didn't have electrolytes in my body like i felt <laughs> you felt the loss of every single electrolyte yeah i felt like the picture of marty mcfly from back to the future that was fading oh i was gonna say it was like obi-wan kenobi when that planet was destroyed i don't know enough about star wars to say oh yeah mm, sorry <laughs> so you felt like the the fading picture of marty mcfly so I'm like, okay, the one thing I have the energy to do is to go to Swingers, which is this diner, and get some French toast. So go to Swingers. So I, go, I drive over to Swingers. I get my French toast. I'm so happy. And then I uh, get back in my car, and I drive home, and I locked myself out. <laughs> my oh. husband is not home or around. Oh. I don't. He was actually not even in town. He was oh. Out of- <laughs> oh, no. Does anybody have keys to your place? Uh, no. Oh. Oh. Uh, no, sorry. Yes. Yes, I lied. I, I totally lied. Sorry. I was thinking you said to your neighbor. No, yes, our friend did. Why did you and lie? Why did you lie? I didn't lie. I, I misheard you're, you. You're on the record as saying you lied. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god, and and my husband's not answering because he's like on business, so like he's actually in the middle of something. I don't have the phone number of his friend that has the keys, and it's pretty early. I mean, it's like 8 a.m. our time, L.A. time, right? And uh, <laughs> it's 8 a.m. is 8 a.m. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> why did that matter? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> It was 11 a.m. in Boston. Stupidest thing. <laughs> so here I 
am feeling like the fading picture. I'm just miserable. And now the dry heaves have started. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm just on my board dry heaving because I had thrown up the night before, so I thought everything was out. But I think dry heaves aren't even about throwing up. They're just your body. It's just like, I'm freaking out. So That's just your body saying, I hate you, and this is yeah, what you just, get. It's like... Yeah, it, it was just like, it can't punch me, so it was just doing that. So, <laughs> yeah, I think eventually I got in touch with the person that got this guy's phone number. Oh, I think that's why it was 8 a.m. Pacific time. It still doesn't make sense, but I called my husband's friend at like 8.30 in the morning, like, yeah, can you come let me in? And he was like, uh, not right now, I can't. So I had to wait a couple hours. In my pajamas oh. on my front porch. And it was like, you know, then you're like getting the chills because, <laughs> again, the electrolytes are off. And the reason I didn't have my key on my keychain was that Derek had to put me to bed after I did the drunk history. And I'm like, I can't get up and lock the door. You got to take my key in and put it through the mail slot. So, like... He had taken my key, put it through the mail slot, so I just kind of stepped over it on my way out the door. <laughs> too hungover to notice, and too, like, I. And then at that, like, when I locked myself out, I was like, "Where's my key? Where's my key? Oh my god!" And I have no recollection of giving them to Derek. I had to call. That's what my husband helped me with. He was like, "No, you remember you called me and said I'm going to bed now. Derek's here. He has the key. He's going to put it through the mail slot." And I'm like, "No, but." he put together the mystery of what had happened. I was like, oh, that sounds like, I was actually kind of proud of myself. Like, that's a, that was good. But yes. even like, while I don't know what's going on, I'm taking care of the home. Had you eaten the, the French toast at Swingers or you took it to go? No, I took it to go. Did you eat it on the stoop while you waited? Sure did. <laughs> did they enclose silverware or did you just eat it with your hands? They did not, thank you for asking. Oh. I ate it with my sticky, sticky hands. Like, a, like I did, first of all, I, did, I poured the syrup all over it, like, ah. Then I look like, you know, four for a knife. So I'm just picking up the sticky thing. Oh, uh, in your pajamas. Yes. Like, short sleeve pajamas. Oh. I just, God love you. God love you. It God sucked. did not love me that day. Here's what I want okay. to do, and you have a year to think it over. Uh, okay. 20, 2011, I want to start mm -hmm. uh, with you and your husband uh, and my wife, New Year's Day uh, get-together. That'd be stupendous. <laughs> I did not. Honestly, I did not know where you were going to end up on that. <laughs> I was trying to think of words, and then I didn't want to swear, and then I thought of doing my horn imitation again. <laughs> Give it to me one more time. Uh, oh, no, that's dunk. That was terrible. But, but here's what's not. Okay, go ahead. No, you've lost it. You lost it. That was better. Okay. I think. Uh, I think. <laughs> you know those? Honk. Was that good? Do you want to hear? You, that's like the one that unfurls, right? That's what you're doing. Yeah, and the rattling yeah. one. 
<laughs> you are a regular Michelle Winslow. Yes, I was just going to make a reference to him. Do you want to hear my kazoo? I do a pretty good kazoo. Yes. <laughs> wow. Was it good? It, yes, it's good enough. It might be better. Oh, it might be better. <laughs> it might be better live because uh, the, through the. The muffling of the, yeah. Why would the microphone enhance it? <laughs> I did yeah, not I do it as good. I didn't do it as good as I usually do it, but uh, I'm going to work <laughs> on it. Well, listen. Yeah, I, I'm into the brunch. Pencil let's, it in. Let's pencil it in uh, J- uh, December 31st. Uh, no, sorry, January January 1st, 2012. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be so rich by then that we'll have it on my on my uh, I don't know my gated community home or something on a yacht or something yeah we'll have a yacht in your gated community we'll just have a well you'll have a pool big enough to have a yacht just sitting there nobody can swim in it to god's ears manifest exactly but salvi uh happy new year to you and i look forward to another year of our friendship i look forward to another year of our friendship and whatever else this life wants to throw at us oh I don't look. I'm not looking forward to things being thrown at me. <laughs> yeah, it did. But I will. I will talk to you soon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Kaka. Oh yeah. That's right. The start of a new tradition. <laughs> that we're gonna wait another calendar year to do since. My wife and I will be out of town for this New Year's Day. And guess what, everybody? Listen to that music that Eben is playing right now. Eben did the music for that drunk history that Jen did with uh, Will Ferrell and Don Cheadle that was on Funny or Die. I'm telling you, this guy Eben, (laughs) this Eben character... He's a force to be reckoned with. And if you have listened, if you're a subscriber to this podcast and you listen regularly, you may have noticed some of the amazing and subtle piano stuff Eben does on this thing, which I don't even catch sometimes until I hear it. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing. It's worth going back and listening to previous episodes. Uh, Also, not just for that reason, but because they're pretty funny. (sighs) I'm insecure, you guys. Uh, I lash out, I guess. (sighs) Maybe I don't like myself. Maybe that's why I do what I do. Maybe that's why I do what I do. And what is it that I do? Oh, I think you know what I do, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone knows what Paul F. Tompkins does. Paul F. Tompkins go... Oh, my God, the cops. Quick, Paul of Tompkins, come to your town. 
Paul F. Tompkins comes to your town. Oh, oh. Oh, Paul F. Tompkins comes to your town. The frigid freezing. Froyo of January. He doesn't really go that many places. He really just is going one place. But it's going to be cold, even though it's in Northern California. Ooh. Sunday, January 23rd, at Yoshi's in San Francisco, California. The coldest of the Franciscos. The Paul F. Tompkins Show will be part of the 10th annual San Francisco Sketch Fest, featuring special guests Neil Patrick Harris, Gillian Jacobs from Community, Tom Brusso, the musician from Music. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris is from uh, How I Met Your Mother. That seems only fair to say what he's from, say what other people are from. Oh, oh. I must wrap my muffler tighter around my throat. Are you ready for some football? These are January things. For more information, go to sfsketchfest.com. sfsketchfest.com. It's going to be good. That show, I'm predicting that show is going to sell out. So get a ticket now before your fingers fall off from frostbite. Also, guess where else Paul F. Tompkins comes to? Hmm? He comes to your living room. He comes to your own home with the release of the DVD You Should Have Told Me. It's my first stand-up DVD. Oh, that'll warm you up, right? Turn that on. Oh, because <laughs> I also have, uh, I sta I'm standing in front of a roaring fire. So it's just the suggestion of uh, warmth in there. Power of the mind. Don't give up on it. All Christian scientists can't be wrong. Is that what they say? <laughs> don't they say positive thinking? Come on, you don't have a blood disorder. Think good thoughts. You Should Have Told Me is available on astrecords.com. astrecords.com. That's A as in apple, S as in apples, and then T as in taffy apple. Records.com. That's it. That's it. I. There's ice on the wings. I can't fly anyplace. This, are you getting the cold theme? I was worried that the wind was too subtle. Oh, and Eben is playing an ice piano. It's made of ice. It's like one of those hotels in Switzerland. It's made out of ice. Do people actually stay at those things? Do they build those just to be on B-roll for the news? <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. Oh, 
All right. This is, I gotta say, sound effects are actually making me feel cold when I'm inside. All right. There you go. Sunday, January 23rd. Paul F. Tompkins show at Yoshi's. It's gonna be great. You should have told me on DVD. It is great. ASTrecords.com. Is that a cold noise? Wow, that was extra long. Build up, I don't know. Is that, what is that? A glissando? I don't know a lot of music terms, ladies and gentlemen. Now look, I don't, uh, I don't know a whole lot of fancy music terms. I'm a self-educated man, and I did not educate myself about music. That is true. And a lot of times I'll ask Evan to do stuff, and I don't have the musical language to tell him. And I have to resort to things like, I don't know, it sounds like, then I, as soon as it's happening, oh, I'm disgusted with myself, you idiot. That's not helpful. I'm pretty hard on myself. I think I demand the best of myself. And sometimes I actually provide it. Not all the time. Nope. A lot of times I will tell myself, eh, I'll do what I feel like doing. You'll get what you get. It's the two halves of me always at war with each other. Like Dr. Jekyll and what's his name? His, uh, his friend, it wasn't a doctor. Oh, what was that guy's name? He's got a real Jekyll and uh, personality. Ah. It'll come to me. And if it doesn't, who cares? Some stupid old book. <laughs> Books. Not now, not in 2011, right? No more books. No more books. We will still have pencils and teachers' dirty looks, though. They are still too much with us. Remember from before? Well, I do. Folks, we've reached the end of an exceptionally punchy and sleepy episode of the Pot of Tomcast. Thank you for listening. Seriously, thank you for listening. The Pot of Tomcast is produced by Eben Schletter and myself, with sound design and music by Mr. Schletter. For more information on Eben Schletter, follow the money. Our announcer is Damon Crawl, and the sleepy voice of the internet is Anna. I want to thank everyone at Largo at the Coronet for letting me do my show there. I want to thank all of you for listening. Please do spread the word. Leave a review on iTunes. Say stuff like, Awesome! It's great! My favorite part is... Fill in the blank about your favorite part. 
I love the phone calls with Jen. I love hearing that great Undiscovered Project and all the crazy characters. These are sample things that you can write. And they don't have to be word for word. You can paraphrase. Keep it positive. Keep it positive. Try not to... Uh, when you do leave the review... I mean, I think it's only fair. If I'm encouraging you to leave a review, please don't say you hate it. Now, I understand you have your First Amendment rights and all that. But I'm not saying um, that you should uh, censor yourself about your religious beliefs or political affiliations. I'm saying please don't go to the trouble of going to iTunes and saying, I hate Paul's podcast that I have listened all the way to the end of. And then when he got to the part about leaving a review on iTunes, I said, mm, I will. But you're not going to like what I write. But you know what? I, if you're going to do that, I can't stop you. Or can I? What if I use my mind powers? Mm. What if I focus my brain waves on you? You saw what my love did to Maya Rudolph. I loved her to pieces. Will my hate equally as powerful <laughs> do you know I folks I will get accused often of loving the sound of my own voice but right then I absolutely did for real being this close to a microphone and talking like this this is what life is like for Alec Baldwin ladies and gentlemen he probably just I bet he's got some application some voice voice uh, memo application on his phone and he just says stuff and plays it back all day long. This is what I sound like. And then he plays it back. This is what I sound like. <laughs> yeah, it, it plays back faster. It plays back at a faster speed. Yeah, his phone's messed up. Yeah, you think a guy like that got all that dough? <laughs> Get himself a phone that's not a hunk of junk. He's a little stingy, though. You can put that in the iTunes review. I really like Paul's podcast. Alec Baldwin, from what I understand, is rather stingy and has a cheap phone. <laughs> oh, boy. Please, you guys, if you will take that idea and put it into your own words, I would love to go to iTunes and see many variations on <laughs> I hear Alec Baldwin is stingy and has a cheap phone. There's your homework. Mm. With the introduction of that word, this became not fun. I'm not done thanking people, by the way. I want to thank my wife, Janie. She stands by me. No matter what. Like, when I'm having a tough time, if I'm sad, if I'm mad, she stands by my side. If I... I'm frustrated if I say I hate this country and I'm calling for its violent overthrow. She's like, honey, I know. If I say I want to go smother somebody, just a stranger, I want to sneak into an old person's house and smother them with a pillow. She goes, 
Let's watch Millionaire Matchmaker. That'll be fun. She's a good little lady. Just very little. I haven't seen her in days. She might be in my pocket right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to, you don't have to, but you can visit my website, paulftompkins.com. That has information about me. It's my, my website, paulftompkins.com. It's very Paul F. Tompkins centric. I'm also on Facebook. I got a fan page and I got a regular page. Oh, that re the, the regular page. I'm almost at the 5,000 friends max out limit. Let me, I'm gonna look real quick. Let's see, where am I with that? Because it's, it's getting down there. Who will be my 5,000th friend? Will it be you? Eh, not you. Oh, it might be you. Oh. Oh, yeah, it might be you. So friend me on Facebook, friends. You don't get to almost 5,000 friends without making a few enemies. That's a variation, a very sad variation on that uh, slogan from that movie. Um, I'm also on Twitter, at P.F. Tompkins, P-F-T-O-M-P-K-I-N-S. It's just like P.F. Tompkin, but more than one. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's all that stuff. It's there. It's there if you need it. If you ever, if you ever need to find me online, that's where you go. And it's cool, man. Our relationship is not just about where I am online. Our relationship is about a deeper bond. I think of me all by myself talking into a microphone while a friend of mine plays the piano behind a thick pane of glass. <laughs> it's just simple stuff, really, like that. I think that's what the founders intended. And I guess tonight I don't feel so much like a violent overthrow of the United States government. I feel like just a I don't know, a friendly overthrow of it. Like one where the government's like, hmm, yeah. You are right to overthrow us. I'm actually now getting scared that this kind of talk will get me in trouble, but I don't think anybody that's in a position to make trouble for me is listening to this podcast. And if they are, I would imagine they're not taking everything literally. And if they are, wow. Hmm. Then I will have some trouble. So I've said some weird stuff. A lot of it about killing people. <laughs> well, that's it, you guys. Happy New Year to everybody. I think this is going to be a great year. If we make it a great year. Good luck on your resolutions. I know you can do it. Couch to 5K and so forth. Come on, you guys. 
Let's be happy this year. Let's do fun things. Let's feel good. Let's follow our dreams. Let's have good relationships. Let's drink when it's appropriate. I just want, I, I just want everybody to be happy. Not everybody. Like people who perpetuate genocide. I would rather they feel like uh, their day could be better. Not much of a challenging argument, is it? Really? It's not, not that challenging a stance. I don't want people who are genociders to enjoy their day. Uh-oh, I'm gonna get a lot of letters. That's it, you guys. Um, more stuff coming soon. More extra sods. And another new full-length episode next month. That's all the information you need in life. Good luck to you. Good luck to your children. And your children's children. But not your children's children's children. Because I've erased them with my mind. Good night. <laughs>